What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Reek Knows Hoops. I'm your host, Tyreek. Be sure to leave a like and subscribe if you are new. It's a place where we talk about NBA basketball, so if you love hoops, this is the place for you. And today we're looking at an article from Bleacher Report written by Andy Bailey that is the 2017 NBA redraft. Um, this is a very stacked draft class. Guys like Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, a lot of all-stars in this class. And in this article, Andy Bailey's basically saying how the draft order would look now if they were to redraft these players today. And I think it's kind of interesting to look at just to see, like, you know, who was the original picks at those spots and who they think would be taken now. And we're going to get back into the What's Next series probably with my next video. But I, I want to take a look at this because I think it's very interesting. Um, this came out earlier today, September 14th, Tuesday. Um, they also did the 2016 one, I believe, yesterday on a Monday. But I think this one's a little more interesting. I think the 2016 one. It's not as compelling as this one, so let's go ahead and get into this one. They start from the bottom to the top, so from the 30th pick, of which is in the first round, to, of course, the number one overall selection. So we can quickly glance through some of these, and I guess I'll stop and talk about some guys that fell drastically. And we'll start off with Jordan Bell. He was originally a second-round pick, and his value went up to the basically the end of the first round. Um, somebody that was you know pretty good for the Warriors, but has you know not really found a role since he's left Golden State. Um, with the next one... Harry Giles, man. Harry Giles was one of the best players in this high school class. It says here he was number two overall. I believe he was number one before he tore his ACL for the second time in high school. Been a cool player in the league. Hasn't really, I think, given the opportunity to really find his role in the NBA. Uh, next, another guy, Frank Jackson. He was from Duke also. Um, I, I was in the camp. I thought he left college a little early. Still able to get drafted. But I think he could have maybe got a stock up a little more that you've seen guys like a Trey Jones do. Or, you know, some, some guys have done staying an extra year in college. Um, he's been a cool NBA player so far. He had a nice season last year in Detroit. Average 10 points, shot 40% from downtown. Next, Zach Collins. This is a big one that I've seen. He fell from the number 10 pick to in his redraft being the 27th overall pick. Somebody that has been pretty cool when he's been on the court, but injuries have been the biggest problem for him. That's the biggest issue. Now he's in San Antonio, so hopefully he can stay healthy so he can be productive and you know potentially show why he was a top 10 pick in 2017. Next, P.J. Dozier. I really like P.J. Dozier. He was undrafted in this class. He played for South Carolina in college, and him along with Cinderius Thornwell, they were able to make a Final Four run, which is pretty cool to see a lower C make it that deep in the tourney. And he's been a very good player. I forgot to mention him in my Nuggets video the other day. He's been really good for them. You know, when healthy, he's been very productive. He's improved each season he's been in the league. With the next one, the 25th overall pick, Dennis Smith Jr. was taken number ninth overall, and he falls to 25th. Um, yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. coming out of college was exciting. He was high, He was a highlight reel. Um, showed a lot of, you know, great potential his rookie year in Dallas. And then they drafted Luka Doncic the following year, and that really, I think, I, couldn't, I can't really speak for him, but it looks like his confidence kind of got killed. Got traded to New York. Wasn't really great for the Knicks. Got traded to Detroit. Showed some flashes here and there. And now he's just on a training camp deal for the Portland Trailblazers. So hopefully he can resurrect his career because I really, I really I'm really i rooting for Dennis Smith Jr. to be successful. But hopefully he's able to find a role somewhere in the NBA. Uh, next, Luke Cornett. He was undrafted, so it's cool to see him you know, get all the way up in um, – to the 24th overall pick played for the Celtics last year he was okay um 23rd Isaiah Hartenstein he's found a decent role in the league I believe he's still the backup center for the Nuggets now so you know he's been kind of cool he was cool in Houston um a couple first couple years of his career hasn't done a lot since then 
but maybe he'll find more playing time this season with the Nuggets. Tony Bradley, uh, he was originally taking 28, so he jumps up six spots to 22. Um, I, I would like to see his role in um, the, in Chicago elevate a little bit this year. He's shown a lot of flashes, I think, last year. He's still very young. He was one and done out of Carolina. So I think, you know, he, he still has a lot of room to improve. This is the big one. Josh Jackson was the number four overall pick. Andy Bailey has him going number 21 in this draft to OKC. Somebody that was taken as kind of a raw prospect, looked at as if his offense ever catches up to his defense, he'll be a great player. Uh, he's really struggled to find his his role in the league. I would say the last couple of years he's been humbled a little bit and he's you know starting to play a little more productively. And he was in Detroit last season. He played really well for them. So hopefully he can continue to you know research his career and find you know a place in the NBA so he can be a consistent player on the roster for the majority of his career. Next, Malik Monk. I'm not trying to join their newsletter. Malik Monk, he was taking number 11th. He falls to 20th right here. Um, he had a very good season last year before he got injured. He was playing really well after I think he was suspended for the early part of the season. I'm a believer in Malik Monk. I think he can be a elite six man. I think I'm excited to see him with the Lakers this season. I think that was a, a big-time steal in the offseason. And I think he can really have one of the better years of his career. Uh, let's move on to number 19. Dylan Brooks. He was taken in the second round, man. 45th overall. Moves up to 19. One of the best one-on-one -on -one defenders in the league. He does get in foul trouble a lot. But he's still a very solid, very sound defender. And he is pretty good offensively, too. Pretty good offensively. Some nights he can be a go-to score for the Memphis Grizzlies. Really like Dylan Brooks' game. Number 18 is Markel Fultz. He was the number one pick in this draft. I'm still a believer in Markel. He was playing really well before the injury last season. I hope he can get back healthy and show why he was the number one pick. Um, the first two years were pretty much a watch room in Philly. Whatever was going on with the jump shooting really derailed his career. But I still think, even though there's kind of a logjam in the backcourt for the Orlando Magic, I still think Markel can be a very good point guard in this league. So I'm excited to see him get back from his injury and continue to you know try and prove the doubters wrong. Uh, 17, Chris Boucher, who was undrafted. Um, he got hurt in college. He got hurt in college. I think that might have really killed his draft stock. But he's somebody, he's really came in and been one of the most improved players in the league. I believe he was an MIP candidate last year. Maybe not top three, but he was right outside of that. Um, showing the ability to stretch the floor is a pretty good shot blocker, too. Um, I really like his game a lot for the Toronto Raptors. Number 16, Thomas Bryant, who was second in the second round. Of this draft, I forgot Thomas Bryant was in this draft, and I forgot he was second so late. Um, another guy needs to get healthy. Um, I believe he tore his ACL last season as well, so hopefully he gets healthy because the Wizards are going to be, I think, a very fun team, and I think he will be able to help them a lot in that front court along with Daniel Gafford and others, Roy Hachimura in them. But yeah, I forgot he was taken in the second round, and then we get to the top fifteen. Josh Hart, fifteenth overall, he was taken with the thirtieth pick. The Villanova guys that come in the league are always solid. You got him. You got Mikael Bridges, Jalen Brunson. Uh, I think Eric Pascal is very solid. There's a lot of very solid guys that come out of Villanova. Josh Hart's another one of those guys. He just got paid this offseason. 14th, Ohio's very own Luke Kennard. Still a, lot of, a lottery pick in his redraft. He was taking 12th overall before. Now he falls to 14. Look, knockdown jump shooter. Struggles on the defensive end. Has a big contract. But I think he's somebody that really understood his role. And he was always ready for the, the L.A. Clippers in the postseason. Even if he hadn't played for an entire series, he'll come in the next series and shoot the lights out. Shout out to Luke Kennard. 
13th, Kyle Kuzma. He was taken at the end of the first round in 2017. I think it's going to be a bounce-back year for Kuz, somebody that's already shown that he can score the ball with ease. He has a championship under his belt. I think he's developed really well as a player. I've talked a lot about Kyle Kuzma in my Wizards video from last week, so go tune into that one if you missed it. Number 12, Monte Morris. I talked about him in yesterday's video. Um, it was just a very sound point guard when he was coming out of Iowa State. And he still does the same thing. He got paid as one of the highest-paid backup point guards in the league because of that. Low turnovers, pretty good assist, man. Knock down jump shots, very sound player, very good player to have. I think he's going to have a very, very big season with Jamal Murray being out for, we would say, the majority of the year. Talked about him in my Nuggets video from the other day as well. Number 11, Laurie Markkinen. He's in a new situation. Don't know if he's going to start. Don't know if he's going to come off the bench, but... I don't imagine you pay somebody almost $70 million over four years to come off the bench. Um, that's Cleveland for you, but hopefully Laurie is able to find his way in a new position, new role, and hopefully he's able to produce for the Cavs in that situation. Now we get to the top 10. Derek White at number 10. He was taken at the end of the first round. Very sound guard. Good defensively. I think his offensive game is starting to catch up a little bit more, too. Um, just one of them Spurs-type players, man. He's just very sound. I think a lot of teams... We'll look for Derek White if he becomes available in a trade. So, number 10 overall, that's pretty high. Yeah, they project him to – this is cool. It says projected five-year market value is about $105 million. So, that's a lot of M's, man. Shout out to him. Number nine, John Isaac. Somebody else kind of been plagued with injuries over the last few years. Need him to get healthy. He looked very, he looked very cool in the bubble before he got hurt. Um, hopefully, I think the thing for – for him, they want to see his offensive game catch up because he's a very elite defender at such a young age. Um, he also got paid last offseason, so hopefully. I think the Magic are going to be cool. I'm going to do a video on them uh, shortly because they're one of the teams I haven't talked about yet this offseason. He's a big piece. He has to get healthy for sure. Moving on to number eight, OG Ananobi. Another guy that's just improved every single season. A lot, A lot like a lot of these guys that we talked about. His big thing is just being on the court. He has to be healthy. Um, I didn't realize he averaged like 15 points per game last season on really good efficiency. And one of the players for for the Toronto Raptors that, you know, they got to hold on to for dear for dear life for sure. But they have him locked down for the next, I think, three seasons, three or four seasons. I'm expecting him to take another jump this year as well. He was originally picked 23rd, so they have him going number eighth here. And seven, the Chicago Bulls. They originally picked Laurie Markkinen, and in this one, they got Jared Allen. Um, yeah. Seems pretty pretty good. I mean, I think you can, like, shit these guys however you want, for real. Um, I don't know. I might take an OG over a Jared Allen right now because I think OG's defensive versatility is very elite, and he can shoot the ball very well, and I think his offensive game is developing. Jared Allen's a rim protector, and he's a lob threat. I mean, that's really what he does. Nothing wrong with that. I guess it really depends on fit, but they're saying this is not based off of fit, so it's all about who they think is the better player. So they think Jared Allen is better than OG. That's pretty. That's debatable, if you ask me. Um, this is where the list gets a little, a little spicy, man. The Aaron Fox at number six. Um, when you look at the guys ahead of him, you might think this is some. Um, it's bogus. I think it's bogus. I think the Aaron Fox is at least a top four player in this draft. Um, maybe it's the fact that he plays in Sacramento and he doesn't get a lot of media coverage. Um, this is somebody that's gotten better each season of their career, and it. He was a. Borderline all-star last season. And Sacramento, without him, is a really terrible... They're a terrible team. Like, he is... He is the Sacramento Kings, man. I think... Um, hopefully, the Kings get... 
get good sometime soon because he deserves to be in the spotlight a little more because he's definitely one of the more exceptional young talents in the league. Um, number six is kind of kind of bogus if you ask me. Then you look at number five. They got John Collins at fifth. I'm a f- fan of John Collins. He bent on himself. He got his bag in the offseason. Um, he's improved as a defender. Still very lethal offensively as a lob threat, as a stretch four. I would still take De'Aaron Fox over him. As as if we're just talking about you know players value and stuff, I, I would still take the Aaron Fox over him. But still, John Collins is a very good player and deserves to be near the top of this list. But the Aaron Fox at six kind of blew me for sure. And then when you look at number four, Lonzo Ball. And look, you probably won't find many people that is more of a Alonzo Ball supporter rooting for success more than me. I've gone to war with people over Lonzo Ball. I'll argue with my dad over Lonzo Ball. I'm really a big fan of Lonzo's game. But you can't tell me um, you wouldn't take De'Aaron Fox over Lonzo Ball. Like, just, you know, player for player. Not talking about fit on the team. Maybe for the Chicago Bulls, the uh, Lonzo Ball is a much better fit. I think as, a, as it goes to being a better player, I would take De'Aaron Fox. So I think this is kind of kind of iffy if you ask me. Um. Yeah, still a big fan of Zoe, but over the year, I'm not sure about all that. Um, then the top three, I can kind of agree with. I think two and three is kind of interchangeable. I think Bam, still one of the more undervalued players in this league. Just the defensive versatility, versatility that he brings to the table, and also being such a, a lethal offensive player without being a big time scorer. I think that goes very undervalued. Um, number two was Donovan Mitchell, I believe. Yep, Donovan Mitchell. Um, look, I'm Donovan Mitchell. He's a big time playoff performer. I understand having him decide for sure, um, because he elevates his game when it comes to the postseason. Man, he's like a thirty point per game scorer in the playoffs, and he's been doing big things in the postseason since his rookie year. So I can understand having him at number two. I think two and three is pretty interchangeable, but the number one player in this draft is Jason Tatum. I think that's pretty evident. Jason Tatum, somebody that has MVP type qualities. I'm. Excited to see him this season, a fully healthy year of Jason Tatum. People forget he had COVID last year, so that kind of derailed his his year. But I'm excited to see him this season, fully healthy. Hopefully, the Celtics can play a lot better. And that's pretty. That's the 2017 redraft. Um, so crazy to see some guys that were top 10, top 15 fall so drastically. Um, it's also crazy to see some of the guys that they think. It's top five. Like, I didn't expect Lonzo Ball or John Collins to be over over De'Aaron Fox. Pretty shocking if you ask me, but this is still a cool article. It's nice to look back at a previous draft class that has been very successful so far in their young careers. A lot of guys in this draft have got paid, so shout out to them. And, yeah, um, I'll probably do the 2016 redraft, um, look over that article within the next few days, too. And hopefully they continue to drop these because I like looking at them. But, once again, be sure to leave a like, subscribe if you're new. And I'll be back next time, y'all. Peace.